Christchurch, New Malden, Sunday the 6th of August, 2023, 11 o'clock service. Liz Courtney speaking on Why I Am a Christian. Well, we've all just said the creed, so the answer to I am a Christian is because I believe in God and in his son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. But why? I told my husband, Mark, that Stephen had asked me to do this talk. Other people have interesting stories, crises, problems. I haven't had any. I also didn't have a religious experience or a light bulb moment. But Mark said, well, you've always returned to your childhood faith. So that's the place to start. My childhood was based around my mother because my father was in the merchant navy and away for about three quarters of the time. Here is a childhood photo of me. I was five, and I'm with my brother and my mother visiting my father on his ship. My father was a very reserved man who I saw rarely when I was growing up. He wasn't authoritarian at all, but he was remote. He appeared to be someone who didn't seem particularly interested in me although I later recognised that to have been totally wrong. He was deeply interested and loving, but shy, even with his children. On the other hand, my mother was a very vivid, loving, ever-present character with whom I had a strong bond of intimacy and affection. A few months ago, Stephen spoke about how our attitudes to God can be based on our experiences of parenthood. I had two different experiences of parenthood, and my idea or conception of God, I can now recognise, has veered between the two. But the love I was surrounded with and governed by at home has formed my idea of a loving God. I grew up in Pinner, northwest London. We weren't a religious family, but my mother went to church, taking me and my brother with her, not every Sunday, but sometimes. I went to Sunday school for a little while when I was very young. It was held in the church on a Sunday afternoon. It was cold, the floor was hard. I didn't know any of the other children. We used to go to the early service on Christmas day. It was at seven o'clock and then come home and have breakfast and open presents. I was confirmed and I can remember the confirmation classes. I remember learning and reciting the catechism being shown the light in the lady chapel, which I think meant that God was there. It was rather a high church. I'm afraid nothing else. I realised confirmation was a very important step, and I thought I would feel different afterwards. And I was disappointed that I didn't. But after that, I did begin to attend church fairly regularly. I also told God that I believed in him, Again, I didn't feel any different afterwards, so I said it a few times in case he hadn't heard. I wondered what being a Christian was all about, and I hadn't realised it was up to me to make the change. My faith was certainly not very strong then, and when I went to university, I almost dropped it entirely, as, like so many others, I was busy enjoying myself and having new experiences. I was at Reading University and I did try some of the churches around and some of the student Christian organisations, 
but I didn't find any that made me want to give them a repeat visit. Then I moved to work in Bradford, and in my exploration of the city, I had a look at the cathedral, thought I would go to a service there. It wasn't what I expected. I had thought it would be a rather traditional, beautiful service. But at the cathedral, I found a welcoming community. At the time, the provost was Brandon Jackson, who had been a curate here at Christchurch. I joined their 18 to 30 group. Here is a picture of some of us. I am front left. Fashions have changed. It was a long time ago. We used to meet weekly. A bit of Bible study, a meal, prayer, and a chat. They were the community I was looking for, and I felt at home, and I'm still in touch with some of them. After Bradford, I wanted to travel and do some good in the world, so I applied to voluntary service overseas and was sent to the island of Dominica in the Eastern Caribbean. It's a very small society with a majority of the population nominally being Catholic. Here I am on a veranda. I wouldn't describe the society as being religious, but religion played a very prominent role. Among my friends were an ex-nun who woke up one morning and decided God didn't exist, and a committed Christian who later became a Franciscan friar. We discussed religion, but not faith, and actual church going was rare. There was only one Anglican church in the town, and on first arriving I went there hoping to find somewhere to feel at home and some like-minded people. I didn't. Looking back, I think I didn't give the vicar much of a chance, but he was a very physically affectionate man and I didn't think I wanted to give him much of a chance or any opportunity at all. So after a couple of Sundays, I didn't go back. I'd taken a Bible with me. I bought a specially small one. At times I did read it and I did quite a bit of thinking and I enjoyed my letters from my Bradford friends. They reminded me of who I was. At Christmas, I went to the Catholic church there, like everyone else in town. It was a very lively service. On my return to the UK, I had a series of temporary jobs, moved around a bit, different parts of London and a little while in Bristol. Where was God in my life? He popped in occasionally, and if I'd been asked, I would have said that I was a Christian. But I was busy and active, and he didn't play a very big role in my life. I know I can say this to you, because I'm sure that many people here have experienced a time away from God. When I settled in Ealing, I did attend a church locally, but it didn't seem to offer activities that were appealing or appropriate to me. And in preparing this talk, I've concluded that although I talked to God, I didn't listen to him. I found some reassurance in remembering a sermon I heard once which said that one was converted initially to God, then to the church, and then to the world. And I used to think, well, I got to stage one. But God knew what he was doing, and he got my attention in the most traditional way. I met Mark who is a devout Catholic. We fell in love and got married. There is a photo of the happy couple at our wedding reception. 
We did obviously talk about religion, and we decided we'd only got a few differences in our beliefs. The position of Mary, what actually happens during communion, and the role of the Pope. They are important, but for us not divisive, as they don't diminish the role of Jesus Christ as our saviour. For our marriage preparation, we had meetings with the vicar at Pinner, where we were getting married. The Anglican clergyman who was going to marry us, who was Mark's friend, and the priest at Sacred Heart, which was Mark's parish. And it was he who gave me this book. It's actually quite a good book. Mark lived in Rains Park, so after we married, I moved there and I started to go with him to Sacred Heart. I enjoyed the quiet regularity of the services, the variety of people in the congregation, and the fact that the service was the same wherever we went in the world. At that time, Mark was working for the Foreign Office and he was posted to South Africa. So we left for Pretoria with our son John, aged six weeks. Mark was extremely busy. I met no one else with a baby for six months and I missed working. But I had John and Mark and his extensive religious library to browse, which I did. Mark soon found a church that he liked, and when John was a little older, we both began to go. John was a good baby, and I would take him outside to play or go to the crying room if he was restive. After a while, we met Paul and Mary Rose Toosome. Paul ran a men's group, which Mark joined, and I joined Mary Rose's mother's group. Initially, we followed a programme called Renew, which was intended to renew personal faith and parish life. It was very practical and encouraged us to think of things every week to put God's word into practice. We continued to meet after we had finished the Renew programmes. There was support for all the ups and downs of toddler life and acceptance and friendship based on our belief in God. We also went on a retreat with some of the Renew families, and I think it was there, surrounded by happy parents and children, that I realised the enormity of what God had done for us, for me. He had given up his only son. It also made me think about the nature of love. As a child, we accept it from our parents without thinking. And as a parent, we pour it out to our child and are delighted to receive back any indications of love, time spent together, or any efforts to please us. And it made me reconsider my relationship with God, my Heavenly Father. As a young woman living in Bradford in the era of the Yorkshire Ripper, and as a young white woman living in a small town in the West Indies, at times I had felt, and indeed was, very vulnerable. Then I wasn't able to rely on God. I did ask for his help, but I wasn't able to believe that he would help me when I needed it. It was when I was pregnant with our second child that I really learned to depend on God. Giving birth is so awful that I felt I couldn't do it again on my own. And it was this prospect that stopped me relying on myself and made me turn to God to help me. He did, and I was able to remain 
unworried beforehand and relatively calm throughout. Our daughter Anne was born and when she was a few months old I realised that I missed my Anglicanism. So I found a little thatched Anglican church which I started to attend occasionally. I'd also joined a group there following the Renew programme, which was an interestingly different experience. My younger, vibrant Catholic mothers were full of practical thoughts, whereas my older Anglican group seemed to lack the desire to bring Christ into their everyday lives. Here we are back in the UK. Before we married, I agreed to support the children being brought up as Catholics, and I thought it was best to give them a solid background in one faith. So back in Wimbledon, we attended Our Lady and St Peter, a Catholic church by Tibbetts Corner. I joined a Bible study group there, and although we were a rather varied collection, we continued to meet until house moves and finally death dispersed us. After quite a few years, I felt that the children were well launched into their Catholic lives. I began to look around as I faced the Anglican dilemma, which church? I tried most of them in Wimbledon, being rather Goldilocksy, and after quite a time at Emmanuel, I settled on St Mary's. I liked the 1662 morning service, the sung evensong, and I went to their support group for those caring for people with dementia. I began to get to know people there, and then we moved to New Malden. Again, I looked around, but I liked Christchurch and felt at home. After a few months, I joined Connections, the Wednesday Bible study group for women, where once again, I have found my community. So that is the story of my Christian life, but we are left with the question, why am I a Christian? If I have spent a few minutes in the morning praying, reading the Bible, thinking, my day is better, I am more content. My faith, inadequate as it is, encourages me to take my own life and that of other people's lives seriously. It stops me from continually living my life on a very trivial level. When I think of the sort of person I would like to be, I think of someone who is kind, loving, forgiving, fair, generous, honest, compassionate. Coming to church, learning about God, spending time with God, praying, they all help me to be that sort of person. 